have never in like 23 years seen a program that was so comprehensive, engaging, and also so flexible. You're listening to Ed Curation, the podcast where teachers talk curriculum. We make it easier for educators to find the resources they need to create fresh, lively, and authentic learning. Welcome. This is your host, Christy Hemingway. So, you know how the educational pendulum swings all the way out in one direction every few years and things get all out of whack and we have to start all kinds of new initiatives to regain our equilibrium? Well, about a decade ago, without naming names or any specific legislation, we all pretty much agree that the pendulum swung way out too far, with an overfocus on raising standardized test scores at any cost. And the cost we paid was a sacrifice of deep learning and many of the elements of a positive learning culture. So now, in reaction to the fallout of that sacrifice, districts across the country are focusing heavily on improving learning environments, school climate, and we even have standards around social-emotional learning. I mean, is it truly a surprise to us that students who develop key social-emotional competencies do better academically and in all aspects of school life? I mean, obviously. Seriously, you guys, Maslow explained this to us back in the 70s, and even gave us a visual. Sir Ken Robinson has been talking about how schools need to be gardens and not factories for over a decade, but sadly, educators are often at the mercy of legislation. Sorry, I digress. Anyway, whenever there are new standards and initiatives, the market floods with new tools and resources. And believe me, because it's part of my job to find and evaluate instructional resources, they are not all created equal, which is why our guest today has good and important news. So settle in for this interview with Heather Eskridge, an elementary school counselor from the Franklin Special School District in Franklin, Tennessee. Heather, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. What grade level, what age level do you work with at the Franklin Special School District? So my school is kindergarten through fourth grade. And so you aren't actually with a class. You work with the kiddos from the whole school. Is that right? As a counselor? I do. I I have my own classroom. I'm really blessed to be able to have my own classroom and area. So I do classroom lessons and I do small groups, individual counseling as well as like special programs. So a little bit of everything. So this is really exciting. How long has it been that the Franklin Special School District has had your role? Because in my memory growing up, there was not anyone like you in the school that I grew up in a thousand years ago. But also even just, I've been out of the classroom nine years now, and we did not have you in the school that I taught. I totally agree. When I was growing up, there were no school counselors in elementary, maybe in middle. And then you would meet your school counselor, which at that time was called a guidance counselor in high school. So this is my 23rd year as an elementary school counselor. That's amazing and exciting to me for several reasons. I mean, even in high school, the guidance counselor, I felt like was more someone who helped you fill out your college applications or think about career or make sure you got signed up for the right classes to be lined up for graduation and not really focused on social emotional learning in any way in my memory. And I know that that has shifted. What would you say has been the impetus 
around that shift, maybe in Tennessee or even just in general? In general, we now, if you have gone through the newer training, when you went through your graduate school program, the shift turned it from a guidance counselor to a school counselor. And the shift was that really strong focus on K-12 social emotional learning and a comprehensive school counseling program that would meet the academic, the social, and the career needs of the students. Mm -hmm. So if you ever run into a school counselor and you call them a guidance counselor and they're like, I'm a school counselor, (laughs) what they're trying to say is, I have the new training and I am here to serve all students, you know, in their social emotional needs, because we all remember the high school counselor who sat in their office with coffee and did scheduling or did just, you know, scholarship letters, because at that point, that was the defined role of the position. Mm-hmm. But now we are, you know, in schools from preschool on so that you know, children from a very young age, can have that social-emotional support system in place within their school. I, at Ed Curation, speak with educators almost every day, definitely weekly, whose big focus in their school or their district is to find great resources for social-emotional learning. It is a huge emphasis right now, and it's not like the need is new, but I am curious if you have some idea of what caused school districts around the country to suddenly recognize that we need to be addressing this in a much bigger way? Well, certainly the pandemic and all the current events going on in the world right now, just racial equality and all of these events that are going on, I think have just focused such a lens on the need for social emotional learning within our schools. You know, like you say, we have to Maslow before we bloom. And if we don't attend to, you know, our students' emotional needs, a child that comes in and their emotional needs are not met, that child is not ready to learn. And they're not going to learn the same as a child who comes in and they have everything they need to start their day. So I do think current events have definitely put more of a magnifying, you know, lens on social emotional learning. And if we can address where a child has a need or a gap or where there is something that, you know, some counseling or, you know, maybe even just food or clothing or some of those basic needs can be met, that we may not have those behavioral problems that we see. We may not have as many academic problems. So I think we're seeing that there are different ways that we can approach education to be able to have our students be productive citizens one day and to also have the skills and tools they need to navigate through the educational process with much greater mental health. So I'd love to talk about what actually happens in your classroom because it's not just a regular classroom. And I know that you came on the podcast today to share a resource that has been a huge help to you in your work with kiddos. And so can you tell us a little bit about what the resource is and then explain how that works in your classroom? Absolutely. Well, I see every classroom in the building on a rotation. And in addition, I do lunch groups, small group counseling, individual counseling. I also consult with you know teachers and, and help them with needs of their students. I connect with resources to help provide students with clothing, food, school supplies, things like that. So basically anything I can do 
to help a child to be ready to learn, have what they need to learn, to gain skills, to be successful socially and academically. That's what I want to do in my classroom. And I'm very blessed to have the space to do that here. And the tool I'm sharing today has really been just so powerful in my classroom, and it is Quaver Social Emotional Learning Program. Okay. And how did you find out about that resource? Yes. So Quaver, they have a music program that's been around, I'd say, for a little bit over a decade. So the Quaver music program I had seen used in schools, and I just thought it was really a strong program, quality program, because sometimes we see budget programs in education, but I thought this is really well put together. And then I heard, well, you know, they're working on a social emotional program. And I thought, oh, I want to know about that. So I called to Quaver and asked about the program and left a message. And Buzz Watson, who is the person that I had reached out to, actually called me back from his vacation in Italy. So I thought at that point, I don't know anything about the program, but I love, I love their customer service. Yeah, the fact that they were so responsive. Oh my goodness, yes. So then we set a time to talk when he was not in Italy. In social emotional learning, we have not always had a wealth of programs to be able to utilize. And in 23 years, I feel like I have really harvested this and that, you know, and put together a curriculum, but I haven't had something comprehensive that I felt was really high quality. So when I started talking to Bez about the program, he said, you know, we're looking for someone to pilot it. And I just felt like the clouds parted, you know, and the sun shone down. And I was like, I would love to pilot it. Quick little bonus side note, at Ed Curation, we actually host a large number of new companies just launching their programs or existing companies launching new products. And these companies are looking for piloters in order to do case studies and gather data. This is such a fabulous opportunity for educators because A, great programs, and B, free So you don't actually have to track down a guy in Italy next time you're searching for a resource. Just click pilot opportunities at edcuration.com. So talk about, for somebody who doesn't know anything about Quaver or social emotional learning or this program, paint a picture for us. Absolutely. So it is an online program and it has lessons from kindergarten to fifth grade. And the great thing is when you click, it's online on a grade band, there are around 35 lessons per grade level. And with Quaver, the lessons are Casal and ESCA aligned. So they're already aligned, you know, with the American School Counseling Association and the Collaborative for Academic and Social Emotional Learning. So you have all of that built in, plus 35 lessons per grade level. It is so wonderful because... It's not something that I have used to replace my curriculum, but it is something I've used to enhance my curriculum. And instead of spending time putting together lessons, harvesting materials, you know, and creating, I have that base of lessons that I can use with what I've already found to be successful. And when you go on a lesson within a grade band, there are five to seven screens. You have like an intro, you have vocabulary, you have a song typically per lesson or a story, and then you have activities, and then you have a mindful moment at the end. So, I mean, all of that in each lesson, it's just incredible. 
incredible. And they're actually located on Music Row in Nashville. So the songs, you know, some songs in some programs you listen to and your eye twitches and you're like, this yeah. is going to haunt you in like, the morning. As if kids don't know what good music is. Oh my goodness. Well, and then some songs you're just like, oh my goodness, you know. So these songs are high quality and they're very engaging. And being on Music Row, they have, you know, so much talent that they can pull from. Mm-hmm. And the thing that really struck me about the songs that they use are that it's not just edutainment, you know, like mm-hmm. some things are fun and engaging, but you know, you're not really gaining a skill from it. But the songs when I was looking at them, like in the Anger's Not the Boss of Me song, there are de-escalation techniques within the song. Wow. So I know it was just incredible. So when I was able to pilot it, I was like, I have never in like 23 years seen a program that was so comprehensive, engaging, and also so flexible. You know, in those lessons, I could use two of those screens if I want to and use a story that I've always used, you know, with my class, or I can incorporate an activity I've always used. And it gives me the freedom, you know, to mix and match. Hold up, y'all. So you've got this great thing happening that is really supporting students in fabulous ways, and then the world stops because zombies come, or maybe something totally crazy happens like a worldwide pandemic. And students need social emotional support more than ever, but they are hunkered down in their houses, away from their friends and teachers. What then? When the world, you know, kind of came to an abrupt stop in March, I can assign those lessons to my students. So students can make individual accounts. You can do classroom lessons. If you have a district account, you can share lessons with the other you know, educators using it. So when we came to just halt in March, I was still able to give all of those lessons out to my students and be in touch with them. And also I could add in other components, like within a Quaver lesson, I could add in a Flipgrid or a Nearpod Mm. or a Google form. So there's flexibility in adding your custom screens and lessons. I really think in March, had I not had Quaver, I still could have reached out and offered some lessons and resources to my students and parents. But what Quavers offered took it so much deeper, especially at a time of so much stress and change. I was able to give resources for anxiety and handling disappointment and stress and Mm -hmm. things like that, that were easily accessible in my students' homes. That's amazing. So I'm hearing, first of all, that it's made your job a lot easier and that there's an element of brilliance around using music in social emotional learning partly because of the power of music to actually change us biochemically in our mood and our responses. And then also the memory device that music is. So students don't forget what they learn through a song. Am I right? Who among us can't sing the entire theme song from Gilligan's Island, even though we haven't watched it for 30 years? And I totally just dated myself, but you know what I'm saying. Music is brain magic. Absolutely. And I will say my students, when they hear the songs, 
I'll post them on my Google Classroom page. And if I don't, they will remind me mm-hmm. because they absolutely love them. And when I have lunch groups in or students visiting my classroom, be like, can we hear, you know, a particular song? You know, like we should be friends or, you know, anger's not the boss of me. They will ask, you know, for particular songs to play when we're together at times when we're not in a whole group lesson. And that's another thing I love about it. It definitely is a program that could be used by any educator, not just a school counselor, but it absolutely has made my life, you know, easier. The planning time it has taken out of my schedule and the engagement that, you know, has brought, I've always felt like I can be fun and silly and, and very engaging, but it is also just added a different layer of that engagement. The students ask for Quaver all the time. And like you say, the music, it gets in your head, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and the students remember the songs. And by remembering the songs, they're also gaining social emotional skills that help them navigate you know, school and, and social situations better. It's so great to hear that it doesn't have to be used only by a school counselor, because I think there are a lot of schools out there who maybe don't have your role in their school, or that person doesn't necessarily have class time with whole classrooms full of kiddos. And there are a lot of just regular classroom teachers who are being asked to address social emotional learning and those castle standards. And so it's great that this is usable for any teacher. It sounds like it's pretty easy to adapt into different time frames as well. Is that true? It absolutely is. Any of the different screens in different lessons can be shared as a link or as a QR code. So that makes it really easy to share it out if you want to share it with parents or if you want to share it, you know, a specific link with a teacher next door. I've used it when I've gone in for morning meetings in some classrooms. It's really fabulous for any teacher's morning meeting. Or, I mean, even just during the day, you know, during snack time, when do you like a little quick activity or song, you know, or a mindful moment on conflict, you know, or getting along, you could use it all different times during the day. And actually, when they created the program, they created it to be used school wide. So it wasn't a program that was created specifically for school counselors. I think it's dreamy for school counselors, mm-hmm. but, but it was really created to be used school wide. And you said that when you found Quaver, you were actually on an active search for resources. So I'm a little curious about that. Is that because you weren't satisfied with the resources that you had already found or that there's just a shortage of really good resources? What were you using before? I would say I have always crafted my curriculum because some of the curriculums that existed It just wasn't the engagement level that I wanted. There have been curriculums that have been around, but it has not been at the level of Quaver. So I felt like I was always having to create my curriculum. And in 23 years, like I have a fabulous collection of books and activities and resources. I really wanted my classroom to be more reflective of the modern day workplace and to be able to help my students gain those skills. So I was always looking since I had that one-to-one classroom, you know, like what else can I incorporate to help my students have the skills they need to be successful? So when I heard that Quaver was going with the SEL program, it was just natural to seek that out in addition to the other learning I was wanting to add to my classroom setting. And how has it changed like a before and after? 
Oh my goodness. It, it, you know what it has really done is because I am not spending so much time, you know, creating lessons, the educators spend so much time, I feel like, you know, navigating curriculum, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, harvesting their own materials that when you can have, you know, lessons, they're like 35 lessons per grade level that are high quality. And then you can add your experience and what works in your classroom and your resources together. Your Mm -hmm. students can go so much deeper with their learning. So I feel like, you know, I was engaging before, but this is a different level. I can take my, you know, my lessons and my content deeper with my students. So how do you know that your students are more engaged? What are you seeing different about them? Well, that they asked to hear, you know, the songs again. And, you know, even just today, I had students going, oh, please post that activity on your Google Classroom. Please post that so we can, you know, use that at home. I mean, that is just such a home run because, you know, my goal is that I can give my students tools that they can utilize again and again and really be able to fine tune their social and emotional, you know, support and skills. So that they ask for that is, is huge. That they're like, yes, we want, you know, we want the personality scale, you know, we want the thought blaster. They are practicing and they're reviewing those skills on their own. To me, it's huge. The kids will be humming the songs in the hallway or requesting certain songs. And I just love that there is that type of just magnetism. I want my students to be excited about their personal growth. And I want them to be always seeking that out in ways, you know, to be improving themselves. I'd love to go really small and then go really big. So my first question with that is, can you narrow in on one individual student as a success story? Tell us a story about a student for whom this has made a difference in some way. There's a song called Eureka, and it's talking kind of about finding your Eureka moment and motivation and perseverance. And we, I was using that lesson in class to kind of talk about these are all famous people in the song in Eureka who did amazing things in the world. And it goes over like famous inventors, and it's so catchy. Like it's one of those songs that you'll find it's in your brain all day. And we were talking about, you know, like, how do you want to be remembered at the end of the year? What kind of lasting memory do you want to leave? Because we're at the beginning of the year and you can be working towards leaving that memory. You can be working towards leaving that legacy. And the Quaver lesson that went with Eureka with that was just really so perfect to go with this lesson. And a little boy, he has the older siblings and he said, I just, you know, feel like I'm always known as their little brother. And he said, but. Now, he said, I want to be known for, he's really creative. So he talked about wanting to be known for his artwork and the things that he creates and the kind of person he is. And he says, you know, and I've just felt like I've been like, kind of like a shadow. And he said, but now I know I have my courage and I know that if I try and I start creating and I start sharing that I don't have to just be known as a little sibling. I can be known for what I want to be known for. And I thought, you know, to be able to have a child verbalize that is huge. And it also was, you know, just so telling on this was my identity. 
That is huge, Heather. I mean, for him to have that moment of identity shift, that can change a kid's whole trajectory. How old was this little boy? Fourth grade, so nine or 10-ish, you know. I was so happy that he could empower by also sharing that verbally, you know, on a video. I love to watch a student gain their voice. Mm-hmm gain their voice and and be empowered. And I really felt like that lesson and the resources provided, you know, a platform for him to do that. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I said I wanted to go small and then go big. So I would love to know now, how has this program shifted the bigger school climate and culture at your school? I will say I shared it with my district. And my district is now looking into purchasing it and investing in the program. So, you know, it's one of those programs, I think it sells itself once you see it, you know, because Mm -hmm. the graphics are high quality, you know, the music and the content is high quality. They also saw the impact that it can have on our students and the difference that it can make. Well, and there was never a better time for schools and districts to invest. First of all, they have the extra money from the CARES Act, which has been designated and released for digital tools. And so many districts right now are putting their focus on getting really solid, good outcomes and SEL resources right now. So there was, there's never been a better time to check out this resource. I completely agree. And I will say that's one of the reasons I'm a new school counselor in this district, because I was really blessed that that FSSD, they have a focus on the whole child. And that is at the center of what they do. So I have one more question for you. I'm curious, you were a piloter. And so you were one of the early adopters of this program. And usually when teachers are piloting, there are some kinks to be worked out. And I'm wondering, where would you rate your experience between one and 10 as far as how easy was it to dive right into this program and become a proficient user and be able to use it without stress in your classroom? One being that it was a pretty steep curve and 10 being it was just so easy. Okay. So before I had training, it was probably a six or a seven because there's a, you do need to know how to navigate the program. There were about five of us piloting. So we went to the headquarters. They led us through just the most fabulous training that day. So with that training, it's a 10. I mean, you know, you can use it forwards and backwards. The other great thing is I have emails for people in all the different departments. I have contact phone numbers. It's not like I am calling a helpline where you have to push all the different numbers to get to different departments. Like I can reach people at Quaver, you know, daily. So I'm on like first name basis with people there. So the customer service at Quaver was really one of the selling points as well. So I'm wondering now that they are past the piloting process and say I'm a teacher in Delaware and I can't go to Nashville. What kind of training will I receive and how long will it take? Do you know that? I want to say it was a couple of hours that we were there. Of course, we were happy to be there for that stretch of time. Mm -hmm. But they do virtual trainings. Mm -hmm. Um, 
they also do webinars and they do PLCs okay. and all of that is online. So you can do professional learning community. They have those, you know, monthly, they have webinars monthly. There's a Facebook page where you can reach out and receive training. And on their website, they also have videos to show you how to use different features. So they have so many resources out there to ensure that you can navigate the program and use it effectively. So not only, yeah, not only super thorough, but also very flexible. It sounds like not requiring release time or substitute teachers or anything like that. You can get up and running at your own convenience. Absolutely. It's been great to, you know, just be friends with people there and and be able to feel like you're working together, you know, to serve the students. I mean, it makes all the difference, right? Everybody loves really good customer service. Yes. And, you know, like they created those special lessons, you know, for the pandemic and natural disasters and, and diversity. Being able to have that and make those suggestions, I mean, that's huge because you can have lessons that are timely. My school, we have, you know, a higher Hispanic population. The detail that they put in for diversity, I appreciate so much. When you go on and you see a Quaver lesson, the characters, which are mostly children, you know, the, the graphic characters, they are representative of all children. And so I love that when my students at my school go on to the program and they navigate the different screens, they're going to see a character in there that looks like them. And that's just so important. That makes all the difference in the world. And our students need to see that and they need to feel seen and heard. Is there a multilingual aspect? Do they provide content and songs in other languages? They do have some songs in other languages. And I have posters in my room that are in English and in Spanish. And I know a goal that I've heard them say is to have more bilingual resources in the future. And I really appreciate that because that way there's just so much more representation and access and equity. So final question. Okay. I'm curious, through adopting and using this program in your classroom, What have you personally learned? How has it furthered your own learning about what students need right now and how we can best support them socially and emotionally? What I'm really hearing so much, and not only from students, but from adults, is we have spent a lot of time, you know, in our silos to protect ourselves, our health. Right. (laughs) One of the things I hear, and like I say, this is students and educators as well, It's just the need for those interpersonal relationships and honestly to be seen, you know, because it it can be isolating to not be able to interact as much with the best friend that you had in a class last year or your sports team or your Girl Scout group isn't meeting like they used to. And I think it's more important than ever before that every child feels seen and heard. And every adult and educator feels seen and heard and and for them to feel appreciated in that sense of belonging. I really think that's huge right now because we have spent time apart. And I think we'd love nothing more than to just come together and give each other big hugs right now. (laughs) And I will say the educators have absolutely blown me away with what they have done to create community within the boundaries that we've had put upon us. Hats off to every educator right now 
now is the time to dig deep and make sure that we are going above and beyond for social emotional learning because our students are going through so much that we've never navigated before and the adults are going through it too. And teachers need all the support they can get and all the great resources that are out there to help them do that. So thank goodness there are companies who are so attentive and responsive, creating amazing resources like Quaver SEL. Uh, I'm so thankful that you came to share that with our audience today. And I'm so appreciated that someone took the time, like Quaver took the time to invest in social emotional learning. I'm so appreciative that they took it to the level that they took it to and that they care about our students' Mm -hmm. emotional needs. And I think there's a real healing power in music. So it's exciting that this is a resource that pairs all of that learning into one beautiful package. So so (laughs) yeah, thank you so much, Heather. It's been great having you today. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. If we had known last January what kind of drama was headed down the pike for us in 2020, educators would have undoubtedly all hustled to get Quaver SEL in their pockets. But luckily, it's not too late. You can find Quaver SEL at edcuration.com. That's E-D-C-U-R-A-T-I-O-N dot com. Put Quaver in the search bar, use the Connect to Vendor button on their page to start a conversation with those super helpful people down in Nashville, and let the good vibes start to flow. You will say, Eureka, I found gold. And speaking of finding, you can find the Ed Curation podcast pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you found this episode helpful, please subscribe or follow us and tell your friends. Thanks again for tuning in.